For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the daily tamid lamb offering this is part six of the series in the next section of this teaching we're going to continue to see the various ways in which how when yeshua died on the tree he fulfilled the requirements of the daily tamid lamb offering so next we're going to see one of the places where the daily lambs were raised that was used in the daily tamid lamb offering service is associated with the place where it was expected that the Messiah is to reveal himself. So how is this so? Well, male animals from a place called Magdal Ader were used as burnt offerings. In the Talmud, in Kedushin 55a, it explains, If an animal is found between Jerusalem and Magdal Ader, which was a place not far from Jerusalem on the road to Bethlehem, or an equal distance from the city in any direction, the male animals can be used as burnt offerings. In the book, Life and Times of Jesus the Messiah, by Alfred Edersheim, in chapter 6 of his book, he explains that Magdal Ader was where the daily lambs that were used in the temple for the daily Tamid lamb offering were raised. Edersheim explains, It was Jewish expectation that the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. He was to be revealed from Magdal Ader, which translated from the Hebrew means Tower of the Flock. A reference to this thought is Targum Jonathan to Genesis chapter 35 verse 21. This location of Magdal Ader, which once again means Tower of the Flock, was not the watchtower for just any ordinary flocks, but was the place for the flocks who pastured there were destined to be used for the temple daily lamb sacrifices. In Micah chapter 4 verse 8, is a prophecy which says, And you, O tower of the flock, in Hebrew, Magdal Ader, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, which means a suburb or a place in the outskirts of the city limits of Jerusalem, unto you shall it come, even the first dominion. The kingdom shall come to the daughter of Jerusalem. So Targum Jonathan, to Genesis chapter 35, verse 21, says, and Jacob proceeded and spread his tent beyond the tower of Ader, Magdal Ader, the place from whence it is to be that King Messiah will be revealed 
at the end of the days. In the Talmud, in Tamid 30b, it explains that the daily lamb is taken to the slaughterhouse. It says, The priest who has been chosen to kill the daily offering took it along with him to the slaughterhouse, accompanied by those who had been chosen to hand up the limbs. The slaughterhouse for Yeshua was a place called Golgotha. In John chapter 19, verse 17 and verse 20, it is written, And he, Yeshua, bearing his cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. For the place where Yeshua was crucified was near to the city, or the city limits, or the walls of Jerusalem. In the Talmud, in Sanhedrin 42b, it explains that the place of stoning was located outside the camp. It says, When the trial is ended and the accused is found guilty, he, that is the condemned, is led forth to be stoned. The place of stoning was without the court, or outside of the court that was located in the temple. Even as it is written from Leviticus chapter 24 verse 14, Bring forth him that has cursed, or has blasphemed the name of the Lord. Continuing from the Talmud in Sanhedrin 43a and explaining that the place of stoning was outside the camp, Rabbi Ashi said, Where did Moses reside? In the camp of the Levites. And God said to him, Bring forth him that is cursed. Leviticus chapter 24 verse 14, i.e. outside the camp of the Levites. Without the camp, that is outside the camp, where the Israelites or the tribes of Israel dwelt. And they brought forth him that had cursed, that is, in blaspheming the name of the Lord. Leviticus chapter 24, verse 23. Continuing in explaining how the place of stoning was outside the camp, given that Yeshua was crucified at a place called Golgotha, in the Talmud, in Sanhedrin 42b, it further explains, The place of stoning was outside the three encampments. The three encampments in Jerusalem were situated as follows. The first was confined to the space of the temple court, the second to the temple mount, and the third occupied the rest of the city of Jerusalem. From what our rabbis taught, bring forth him that is cursed without the camp, quoting from Leviticus chapter 24 verse 14, for one who is blasphemed against the Lord, meaning without or outside of the three camps, which means this is a place that is outside of the city limits or the walls of Jerusalem. So what did the rabbis understand as we've covered earlier in this teaching? The location of outside the camp in Jerusalem, it is the Mount of Olives. So from the Talmud in Zevahim 105b, it explains, Rabbi Eliezer said regarding the sin offering mentioned in Leviticus chapter 4 verse 12 that was to be without the camp. Rabbi Eliezer explains that this phrase is also found in Numbers chapter 19 verse 3 regarding the red heifer. And in Leviticus chapter 4 verse 12 regarding the sin offering without the camp or outside the camp means without the three camps. So also there. That is in reference to the red heifer in Numbers chapter 19 verse 3. Outside the camp means outside the three camps. And as there, meaning referring to the sin offering, it means on the east of Jerusalem. As in the wilderness regarding the tabernacle, the tent of meeting 
faced east, so here too, regarding the red heifer that was to be put outside the camp. It means east of Jerusalem, meaning the Mount of Olives. So the place of stoning was outside the camp, and the Mount of Olives was understood to be the fulfillment of the Torah commandments regarding outside the camp. Therefore, we can see that the place of stoning being outside the camp was outside the walls of Jerusalem. And in the account of Stephen being stoned in Acts chapter 7 verses 58 and 59, it is written that they cast him out of the city. That means outside of the walls of Jerusalem and stoned him, referring to Stephen as it says in Acts chapter 7, verse 59. In the book, The Temple, Its Ministry and Services by Alfred Edersheim on page 108, he explains that the morning lamb sacrifice happened around 9 a.m. According to general agreement, the morning sacrifice was brought at the third hour, corresponding to hour 9 o'clock, or 9 a.m. So at the exact time that the morning daily lamb was being offered for sacrifice is the same time that Yeshua was put up on the tree. That is 9 a.m. We can see this from Mark chapter 15 verses 22, 25, and 30 as it is written. And they bring him, that is Yeshua, under the place Golgotha, which is a Hebrew word meaning the place of a skull or the place of a head. As I explained earlier in the teaching, a skull or a head represents an individual person. So in the Hebrew, Golgotha can be seen as meaning in a reference to every person, giving a hint or a clue in how Yeshua died for all people who sin. In Mark chapter 15 verse 25, it says it was the third hour and they crucified him. Since the day started at sunrise, or around 6 a.m., the third hour would be 9 a.m. And while Yeshua is on the tree, they mocked him in Mark chapter 15, verse 30, saying, Save yourself and come down from the cross. According to the Talmud, Yeshua was both stoned and hung on a tree. In Sanhedrin 43a, it says, if they find him innocent, but if he's found guilty, that is, in blaspheming against the Lord, he goes forth to be stoned, and a herald precedes him, crying. And then in explaining the stoning process, the Talmud makes a reference to Yeshua, that on the eve of the Passover, which would be Aviv or Nisan 14, Yeshua was hanged. So the Talmud goes on to explain that 40 days before the execution of Yeshua took place, a herald went forth and cried, He's going forth to be stoned because he has practiced sorcery and enticed Israel to apostasy. So remember, the chief priests and the elders accused Yeshua of blasphemy. And before Yeshua died on the tree, during the days of his ministry, the Jews were looking for ways to stone Yeshua. In John chapter 11, verses 7 and 8, it is written, Then after that, says he, that is Yeshua, to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. And his disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late have sought to stone you. So why do you want to go to Judea? That is where many of the Jews lived. 
Isaiah prophesied about the Messiah in Isaiah chapter 52 verses 13 and 14 that in dying that Yeshua's death was so severe and horrible that he could not be recognized as a person. What would cause a person to not be able to be recognized in looking upon them would come from the result of stoning rather than just Roman crucifixion, where, among other things of the crucifixion process, nails were driven into the flesh. So Yeshua's stoning and death on the tree marred his body in such a way that he was humanly unrecognizable. In Isaiah chapter 52, verses 13 and 14, it is written, Behold, my servant, referring to the Messiah, shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. And many were astonished at thee. His visage was so marred more than any man. And his form was so marred more than the sons of men or a normal human being. So in the process of helping us to understand that in Yeshua dying on the tree, which included Roman crucifixion, Yeshua was also stoned in the process. In order for us to be able to make a cross-reference to understand this, in addition to realizing that given that Yeshua was accused of blasphemy, and in the Torah, the penalty for blasphemy against the Lord was stoning, we're going to see that in Acts chapter 14, verse 19, we're going to see that Paul was stoned, as it is written. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. So Paul was stoned so severely that the people thought he had died. In reference to that moment, Paul testifies in Galatians chapter 6 verse 17 that he, that is Paul, bore in his body the same wounds as Yeshua, as it is written. From henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Yeshua. Well, Paul didn't bear in his own body the wounds of crucifixion because Paul was never crucified, but he was stoned. So that is how Paul can have the same marks in his body as Yeshua did when he, that is Yeshua, initially was stoned in the process of later being hung on the tree to finalize his death through Roman crucifixion. In the Talmud, in Sanhedrin 43a, it explains that a person being stoned is given strong wine to drink. It says, when one is let out to execution, that is to be stoned, he is given a goblet of wine containing a grain of frankincense in order to benumb his senses, for it is written in Proverbs chapter 31 verse 6, give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto the bitter in soul. Yeshua was given wine to drink. In Mark chapter 15, verses 22 and 23, it is written, And they bring him, that is Yeshua, under the place Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of a skull. And they gave him to drink wine mingled with myrrh. In the Talmud, it explains in Sanhedrin 44b, that in the process of being stoned, a person is stripped of their clothes. It says, 
When he is about four cubits distant from the place of stoning, he is stripped of his garments. The sages say a man is to be stoned naked. Well, in the process of dying on the tree, Yeshua was stripped of his clothes. We can see this from Matthew chapter 27, verses 27 and 28 and verse 31, as it is written. Then the soldiers of the governor took Yeshua into the common hall, and they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And after that they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him. In the Talmud, it explains from Sanhedrin 45b that after a person is stoned, then they hang on a tree. It says, all who are stoned are afterward hanged. This is Rabbi Eliezer's view. The sages say, only the blasphemer and the idolater are hanged. Our rabbis taught, scripture states, if he be put to death, then you shall hang him on a tree. Quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 22. And there... We can see that the one who hangs on a tree is regarded as a rebellious son. So there are multiple prophecies that are being fulfilled in Yeshua's death on the tree. He's dying the penalty of a rebellious son. He's dying the penalty of a blasphemer and an idolater, which is to be stoned. And he's also fulfilling the prophecy of the daily Tamid lamb offering, where the one lamb is offered at 9 a.m. in the morning, and the other lamb is offered at 3 p.m. in the evening. In fulfillment of the daily Tamid offering, Yeshua is put on the tree at 9 a.m. when the first lamb is offered. And we're going to see later, Yeshua died on the tree at 3 p.m., which is when the afternoon lamb was offered. Next, we're going to see how Yeshua is accused by the Jews of both blasphemy and idolatry. In John chapter 8, verses 58 and 59, it is written, Yeshua said unto them, that is the Jews, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. So as we explained earlier in the teaching, when Yeshua said, I am, he was using the divine name, that is, yod heh vav heh so in proclaiming to be the Messiah, and that he was also yod vav the Jews regarded that as blasphemy, but not only blasphemy, but idolatry. Because in being yod vav Yeshua was also a human being. So for a human being to regard themselves as Yahweh, the Jews saw that as idolatry. And as a result, in John chapter 8, verse 59, they took up stones to cast at him. So we can see how Yeshua is accused of both blasphemy and idolatry in John chapter 10. And in verses 30 and 31 and verse 33, it is written, And Yeshua said, that is to the Jews, I and my Father are one. As a result, the Jews took up stones again to stone him. And Yeshua said, What have I done? And in John chapter 10 verse 33, the Jews responded by saying, For a good work, we stone you not, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Next, we can see that the lamb's legs are strung together without breaking them. In the Talmud, in Tamid 30b and 31a, it explains regarding the daily Tamid lamb that was offered on the altar. They did not use to tie up the lamb, but strung its legs together. He did not use to break the leg. In fulfillment of this, Yeshua's legs were not broken, being the Lamb of God sacrifice. In John chapter 19, verse 33, it is written, 
But when they came to Yeshua and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. The rabbis saw that Abraham's binding of Isaac in Genesis chapter 22 foreshadowed the binding of the daily Tamid lamb offering. In the Talmud, in Tamid 31b, it says, One taught the foreleg and the hind leg tied together. That is regarding the daily Tamid lamb that was offered on the altar. Like the binding of Isaac, the son of Abraham. So let's summarize this part of the teaching. Number one, male animals from Migdal Eder, which means tower of the flock, were used as burnt offerings. Migdal Eder means tower of the flock. Lambs to be slaughtered for the temple were raised there. And the Jews believed that the Messiah would be revealed at Migdal Eder. Number two, the daily lamb is taken to the slaughterhouse. The slaughterhouse for Yeshua was Golgotha. Number three, Golgotha was a place of stoning. Because, as we saw in the Talmud, the place of stoning was outside the camp. So Golgotha would be on the Mount of Olives as outside the camp was a reference to the Mount of Olives, as we have already covered extensively. Number four, the morning lamb was sacrificed around 9 a.m. Yeshua was put on the tree to be crucified at 9 a.m. Number five, during his ministry, the Jews were looking to stone Yeshua. And according to the Talmud, Yeshua was both stoned and hanged on a tree. Number six, in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 14, Yeshua was prophesied to be marred beyond human recognition. This could happen from being both stoned and going through a Roman crucifixion. Number seven, a person being stoned was given strong wine to drink. Number eight, Yeshua was given strong wine to drink. Number nine, a person being stoned was stripped of their clothes, and Yeshua was stripped of his clothes. Number ten, after being stoned, a person hangs on a tree. Number eleven, Yeshua was accused by the Jews of both blasphemy and idolatry. In both blasphemy and idolatry, the penalty as prescribed in the Torah is stoning. Number 12. The daily tamid lamb that was offered on the altar, its legs were strung together without breaking them. When Yeshua died on the tree, his legs were not broken. So from this part of the teaching, we can see that when Yeshua died on the tree, he fulfilled a variety of prophecies, not just one. And among the prophecies that he fulfilled in dying on the tree, he fulfilled the prophecies regarding the daily Tamid lamb offering. So, in this teaching, we've been sharing with you the various things which happened in the temple on a daily basis with specific emphasis on the activities associated with the daily Tamid lamb offering which was offered both in the morning and in the afternoon. And so far, we covered the watches in the temple at night and how they related to Yeshua's betrayal at night and then Yeshua exhorting his disciples to watch and pray. Well, that's going to conclude part six of the series on the subject, the daily Tamid lamb offering. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.